Hey, it's Davis, and today is going to be a really, really good one because we're going to go over, you know, really just kind of like, you know, closure, making peace, and how together we can change the world. So, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Hi. My name is Davis, and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever. So if no one's ever told you, let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted, that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms, and don't ever let anyone take that from you. Now, if you ask someone stuff in the past, they tell you what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day, all because we chose life over type 2, and these are our stories. Now, on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives and the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So if you haven't already, go ahead and like, subscribe, share this information, and let's get on with the show. Hey, it's Davis. Are you a type 2 diabetic? Have you ever gone from like diet to diet, you know, with like these different ups and downs, and in the end, you just wanted the freedom to be yourself, right? Or maybe you're like me, where you've, you know, gone online, and you watch all these other people, like Facebook groups, or on the internet, or whatever, completely turn a page, turn their lives around, and you're like wondering, like, Man, when's it finally going to be my turn, right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21-day free blood sugar challenge. That's right. It's a free 21-day blood sugar challenge, and you can get it right now at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. That's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. In it, I reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else. Everything from like the highlighter trick that I use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache, the strain, or any of the pressure and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of these other people are going through with those diets, right? At the same time, I show you everything from like how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting whatsoever. And I even show you the three-step A1C shortcut. And you can get it all right now for free at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Hey fam, I'm actually stoked, absolutely stoked to share this with you. Um, you know, if you're watching this right now, um, yeah, I'm recording this or whatever. Dude, today was like one of those days where uh, um, the day just went by so fast. And I'm one of those folks where, you know, if I'm doing something with the kids, totally just shut the world out. Next thing you know, um, you know, it's nighttime. I was actually supposed to record two podcasts today. However, um, I'm supposed to publish at midnight. So I'm literally just trying to push and get her done. So um, anyways, um, I definitely want to give some huge uh, thank yous and some shout outs because, look, let me tell you something like this is kind of weird sometimes, especially for me, because um, a lot of times I'm recording this by myself. And it wasn't until like last week where I actually saw some of my numbers and I started to see like different people you know, from like different parts of the world or whatever, like starting to like tune in. And um, it was just really, really humbling. And it's really, really cool. And so, um, you know, first off, you know, more than anything, you know, a huge 
thank you to you um is you know a lot of times it seems kind of weird you know you're like pursuing something and you're like man am i am i even making a dent like what am i doing you know what i mean uh but in the same breath um you know i just want to say thank you it's not about me it's about um really about just trying to help one another you know and so on that Real quick, I want to let you know right now that I'm actually working on a 21-day uh, you know, blood sugar challenge, but I want to do the transformation live, okay? Like, um, I have been kind of, like, off social media here for a while, and that's really just because I'm really trying to, like, focus right now. And I had this crazy wild-haired idea where, um, like, earlier, like, in the summer or whatever, I was actually recording a full 90-day transformation. I literally just – if you've ever seen the show – um, the fit to fat to fit right with, uh, with drew Manning where he actually like him and like a whole bunch of other like trainers and stuff like that. They throw, um, you know, their health out the window and they do all this other stuff. I essentially did the same thing. And then I started to record it. And then coincidentally, what ended up happening is, is my, my hard drive crashed with all my progress on it. And I was so crushed. I was so humbled. And I'm like, you know what? Like maybe I should just do this live. And so that's essentially what I'm going to be doing now. So coming to the beginning of the year, I'm literally going to be doing a 21-day transformation live. I'm going to be doing them back-to-back, um, really just kind of like yanking back the covers and showing folks things that I've never really shared before. Um, and so really more than anything, I just kind of hope that serves you well. Now, normally whenever I look at like my podcast numbers and stuff like that, these different um, you know, uh, platforms, they have like different ways to see like what's working and like who's listening to what and like where people are listening from and all this other stuff. And um, I'll be honest in the fact that, you know, whenever I give content where it's like, Hey, you know, like seven tips to do this or whatever, um, it's different. You know, like I'll typically get like a pretty big spike on that, but this one is going to be different. Okay. This one's going to be totally, totally different. I took some copious notes. And so, um, I hope more than anything that this serves you well and that it really like t- touches you because, um, if you're a person that maybe had some issues with, Maybe you, just need, you need some closure or maybe just like getting past something, whether it's like, you know, a weird relationship or something with food. Look, I'm not some like, you know, Dr. Drew or anything like that. But I think and I hope more than anything that I hope that I can humble myself and that this serves you well, um, because more than anything, this is a huge dedication to someone that means the world to me. And she's not with us anymore. And so uh, let me just give you that. And so um, I'll start with my Aunt Melody. OK, huge shouts out to her. I absolutely love and miss my Aunt Melody. So let me tell you something about her. Um, she's no longer with us. And so she had, she had, uh, she'd passed unfortunately uh, due to cancer and, um, long story short, we get this call where, you know, we had, a, we get, we got a call on like a Thursday and we're like, Hey, you know, like we all got to pack up. We need to go up and see her. Um, because you know, she's, she's kind of coming around the bend and she's coming to term, you know, with her fight with cancer. So we get there. It's Friday. Okay. It's Friday. And she's down to like two to four words. Okay. And it's crazy because, um, it's, it's super humbling. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, you saw them in the hospital and they looked, you know, it's, they're kind of going through the motions or whatever, but then next thing you know, it's, they're not in the same place. And so, uh, we walk in there, long story short, we walk in there and the first person that, uh, sees her is my mother-in-law. Okay. And God bless my mother-in-law's heart. She walks in there and she's like, she's like, uh, you know, she's like, um, you know, hi, Melody. And she walks in there with my daughter, right? And she's like, hi, this is your, you know, this is your niece. Do you remember her? Right? And then all of a sudden, like, Melody just, like, looks at her like, dude, are you stupid? Like, come on, dude, really? Right? And then my buddy, uh, or my my brother Joey, uh, my brother-in-law Jojo walks in there. And uh, he's like, hey, beautiful. And then all of a sudden, her face lights up, right? Her face totally lights up. And it was crazy. And so that that Friday, we completely dedicated, obviously, to her, right? So... 
Um, you know, I walk in there, she's holding my hand. Um, when it comes to my mother-in-law, um, you know, she sits, she has, you know, my, my uncle pull out the chair. She's pointing over to like a candle. She's trying to show and really just entertain all of us. Right. And it's really, really cool because, um, you know, that was the entire Friday and it was something like I've never seen before. Right. So long story short, we show up then on the next day on that Saturday morning. And when we pull up, okay, when we pull up, um, you know, my, my cousin is crying outside my cousin, Jen. And we're like, yo, like what, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we just showed up like what, what's going on here. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the nurse let her know, like, um, you know, probably going to happen within 24 hours, you know, like this is, this is pretty much it or probably by the end of the day here today. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, and, and you know, um, so that kind of goes on and the second that that happens, we all go into the room. Okay. We all go into the room and now she's down to like one word and like facial expressions. Okay. Now the beautiful thing about that is like, she must've had this planned out to the T and so did like, you know, my cousin Jen, because it was probably one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen when it comes to, you know, somebody coming to that point in their life and that they made sure that everybody got one-on-one -on -one time with my aunt Melody. Okay. Like one-on-one -on -one time. And so it was perfectly orchestrated before you know it, we get a signal from Jen saying, Hey, you know, Hey guys, I think this is it. So we all go into the room. We all, you know, rush into the room and, you know, there's Melody. And mind you, like, this is like, this is our first time going through this. Like we've, I've never been through anything like this. And so none of us knew what to expect. And it was a, you know, it was basically a false alarm and, you know, but nobody left. Right. So we all, we're all in the room and like, you know, we thought that that was it. And so we just waited and waited and waited. And next thing you know, you know, we start, uh, you know, sharing stories we start, uh, you know, just kind of hanging out with her, telling her, telling her how much we love her. Um, we start, you know, really more than anything, like love completely filled the room. Like love undeniably completely just fills the room. And it was like, man, like I've never experienced anything like that before. And it was that split second. It was like, dude, this is it. Like, like this is what life is all about. You know, like for the longest time, I, I thought I had an inkling or an idea of how, I wanted to go, but if it wasn't until that she showed me how that she went or that she was going, that I wanted to do the same thing. I'm like, dude, I have like, this is beautiful. Like everyone in the room, the entire room was full of love and nothing, nothing in the world mattered. Nothing else mattered. And it was so, it, I, I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. Like it was just, all I can really say is that like nothing that we ever think is important was really all that important, you know, to really like watch her and like see how people loved her meant everything. And so the second that that clicked for me, um, it was weird because we stayed and we stayed and we stayed and nobody decided to leave. And then by the time, you know, it kind of like started to subside, we were like, okay, well maybe, maybe this isn't it right. Like maybe this isn't time. And so by that time, one of the nurses had come. And so one of the nurses come into the room and, you know, they, they do their thing. And so we get out, we get out of the room and we're like, okay, you know, like, obviously this is, you know, they need to do their thing. Long story short, the nurse comes out of the room and they're like, Hey, what did the last nurse do with this machine over here? And we're like, what are you talking about? And like, no, like 
the last nurse like didn't they did they check this machine we're like what what machine are you talking about right and so she actually had this uh machine that like sucks out like liquid from i don't know if it's like her mouth or her throat or her lungs or whatever however like the suction on it the closure on it wasn't completely wasn't completely shut and so next thing you know like they're like yeah that thing's not pulling the liquid out of her lungs and i was like oh my gosh like really and so next thing you know they they go ahead and they do that and and all of a sudden we get you know another another you know another call saying hey this is it and so we all you know rush into the room and it didn't happen and then we get out and then we're like oh my gosh right and so by this time it was like just this huge range of emotions like this it seems like every single time this was happening back and forth back and forth like layers of the onion kept getting yanked back you know, and I, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know what to do with myself. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like, I love this lady. Like, I can't I can't sit and watch her die. You know, this is just too much. Right. At the same time. I'm like, dude, I, I got to get out of here. This is crazy. Right. So this happened maybe like two or three times so much so that we completely all lost track of time. It was maybe like eight twenty, eight thirty, And like we haven't eaten since like breakfast or something like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like. What about the kids, right? Like we had a bunch of kids there. We're like, you know, let's let's get everybody situated. And um, I leave, and then unfortunately, she had passed when I was gone. Now, the more that we had, she had ripped those covers off, or those layers of the onion got pulled back. As much as I didn't recognize that at the time, but it was hands down one of the best gifts she could have ever given me. It was probably more transformational than anything I've ever experienced in my entire life. And it was that level of reality and that level of recognition that really like changed my life forever. Now, let me tell you something about my Aunt Melody. Okay. Now, <laughs> she's like a four foot, my little four foot bundle of love. Okay. Like, I love this lady. Okay. Now, for years... Okay, four years, she was a single mom fighting tooth and nail for her kids, okay? And she did everything for her kids. And with all my heart, I say this with all my heart, her voice, her voice was half like two-stroke like motorcycle. You ever hear those motorcycles? Like, right? And then it was half that half parrot. Okay. And I say that with all love because that's who she was, you know? And the beautiful thing about her is that she had way more heart and way more balls than I'd say like 99.99999% of the, the people that I know guys that I know, right? And here's what I mean by that. So, <coughs> excuse me. So when it came time for them to do that whole machine thing. And then that, 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 um, you know, that nurse was pointing at the machine. It clicked with me and I was like, wait a minute here. Like since yesterday, the liquid was building up in like her lungs since yesterday. And I'm like, yesterday she was, pointing at the candle yesterday she was trying to she was smiling at like my cousin joey yesterday 
she was having like two and four word sentences, no conversations with us. Yesterday, she was holding my hand. Like yesterday, she was pointing at the candle, show, like sharing my with my mother-in-law, like trying to entertain my mother-in-law as her lungs were filling with liquid. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. And not once, not once, as she pointed to like my uncle David to pull the chair out for my mother-in-law, as she pointed for my cousin Brian to like, you know, fix the, you know, fix the curtains just so, you know, everything looks perfect for us or whatever. Not once did she ever, ever point to her neck or her throat or her chest or the stupid machine. And she knew what was going on. She had so much heart, right? And the crazy thing about that is that what was humbling to me was that when we were spending time with her, the more time that we spent with her, she had more pictures of my own family around her house than I do. Like, I'm a pretty simple guy, right? But in the same breath, it just kind of goes to show, like, who she was, in fact, she would drive all the way down here. She would travel like four or six hours to watch my kids do gymnastics, to, to have like Chinese food with us, to do the smallest things with us. And it wasn't until that day that it really like dawned on me just how meaningful that really was. It was almost like, you know, oh yeah, you know, like our, our cousins are coming down or, you know, your aunt's coming down, but it never really dawned on me just how much of a powerful person and just how impactful she was and meaningful she was to me and my wife and, and just those small details, the smallest things. My, my mother-in-law would share with her with her, like things that like my daughter was doing in gymnastics and she'd be able to repeat it verbatim and say, Davis, I heard that, you know, she's doing this and that, like just move after move after move. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Right now, Fast forward, okay? Now, fast forward, and what I mean by that is, like, there was a time just recently where I had um, I had uh, put, a, put a picture up online. Um, I've taken it down now, but it was a picture up, you know, about some family. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to get all into it or whatever, but unfortunately, some things were said that I don't really, I honestly don't know where it came from. And one of the biggest gifts that my Aunt Melody had given me was really kind of sharing with me, like, in that whole ordeal, like, like ego and stuff like that, like, has no place. Like, it doesn't matter. And the big scheme of things, none of that stuff even matters, right? And when I go back... And I think about her and I think of this like posting that was said online and this, these things that were said initially and I'm pulling the skin back. Okay. Cause I'm not perfect. And I hope this, whether it's like a relationship that you have, whether it's with another person or even a relationship with food or even like, you know, being up on yourself, whether it be like a low self-esteem um, or whatever, I hope this part right here serves you well. Okay. So some things were said and immediately I go into like, look, man, like I didn't even defend myself 
right when things were said about me, I actually just picked up the phone and like called the person and was like, yo, like, is everything cool? Just to like not get any answer. And then that was okay. And I was just like, all right. And then I text them and like, okay. And the weird part about it was, was the room became kind of a feeding frenzy. And, uh, this is going to sound childish, but I'm just being totally honest in that, you know, like people put like these like memes and stuff like that. And so next thing you know, I almost felt like it's almost like walking in the room and being people like being people like you walk in the room and people like, dang, you're like, like, okay. You know what I mean? And then like you walk into somebody else and they're like, dang, you're like, uh, okay. Like, I guess, you know, and by the time you see the third or fourth one, you're like, uh, am I missing something? Like what's going on? Right. So then here's where my ego took over. I just started to defend myself. Um, I literally just put out there in front of everybody like, hey, look, like if I did something wrong, please let me know. And, uh, you know, I'll humbly won't even say anything. Just give me the, the chance to say sorry or apologize for whatever I did. Just let me know what I did. And... Um, Time went by and I had called the person and then I didn't get anything back. Now, by no means is this any shade of that other person because um, to his defense, we all deal with things a little bit different. I never had the chance to actually see and even hear his side of the tale for whatever reason. And it was weird because this person to me is like a younger brother to me closest thing that I can have ever had to a younger brother. And so long story short, the more time that went on, it like built up and I felt like that I needed to defend myself. And I think that's probably where I went wrong. And I didn't say anything disparaging to the per about the person. I didn't, exaggerate about anything really but unfortunately the exchange that happened drove this huge wedge that wasn't even there between us or at least I didn't know that it was there because things were said that I never even had any inkling of and Part of my ego showed up because sometimes we think that maybe I just need to quote unquote be the better person and like be the better person, but, and let go and just let go and let whatever. But what if letting go means that I'm letting go to me means that I'm letting go of the only person that I've ever had. That's like my little brother. What if letting go means that like, I'm letting go of everything that make, to me makes that person special. What if letting go means that I'm letting go of somebody that I actually love and I don't want to let go because the things that we've shared together are priceless. And so I said, what if I, I thought, and I was like, maybe what if I did something that was like different? What if I did the exact opposite? What if I like 
let go of letting go and like what if I held on to love and what if I held on to innocence and regardless of us like not even talking right now like what if I just made peace in my own heart and said hey you know what regardless of wherever life takes us I know in my heart that I'm gonna make peace with you and that I love you and so regardless of wherever this goes You know, if you if you can know that one way or another, then that's cool with me. You know. Now, to come full circle, my cousin uh, Joseph, a few years younger cousin, unfortunately, um, had taken his own life, and. A lot of times, and I know at least for some of his really close family, we can't help but almost whenever things like that happen, we almost can't help but put the blame on ourselves or think that we had something to do with it or that we could have stopped it or that we could have done something or that we were a catalyst that could have stopped it. And I would say... Maybe and maybe not. But in the same breath, he was so, he was surrounded with so much love. He had, there was no question about that. But I say that because if we were to ever like going back to what my Aunt Melody had given me as a gift and which I want to try to hopefully impart into you, which is a really long-winded way of saying this, but what if all we did and whether it's a a relationship that you have with someone, whether it be a relationship with food, whether it be whatever it is, whenever you're looking for closure, what if all we did was just embrace what's true, embrace the innocence, embrace the love, right? And whatever ego or whatever might be there to let that go. Because I know at least for me when I would say, oh, yeah, you know, I got to like let go. And, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, cut people out. And, yeah, sometimes sometimes there are times where you do need to move on. However, I'd be lying through my teeth if I didn't admit to you that it's not a black and white rule. And that. Sometimes instead of trying to be a better person, which is really just more ego that by letting go of all of that and given outpouring of love and of hope and of, you know, just humble positivity, whatever, however that is. And I'm not saying like, you know, rah, rah, sis, Pumbaa or whatever, but to pour your heart out in your own little way, whether it's holding the door open for someone, looking someone in the eyes when they, you know, when they, when you shake their hand, letting your family know that they love you or that you love them just for the, from the tone of their voice alone, you know, that you can be that catalyst for someone else. There's so many of us out there that are like, on the fringes 
And just by letting somebody know that you're there can sometimes be one of the greatest things. And the best part about that is, is sure, sometimes it's a labor of love. And sometimes you sign up for something that you didn't think that you were going to sign up for. However, sometimes it's giving somebody the change in your pocket. Sometimes it's just being there when somebody needs someone to listen to. And when we think of something like type two or even the ups and downs that we had seen with, you know, my aunt Melody or even my cousin Joseph, it's a humble reminder that yes, life is full. Life is so abundant yet in the same breath, it can all be so fragile and Sometimes we don't necessarily need to sweat the the small things. And sometimes just by pouring out a little bit for someone else, that it can have not only just like a huge cascading effect, but sometimes it's just some good old fashioned chicken soup for the soul. So if you're with me this long, I just want to let you know, thank you. You absolutely have everything within you to crush this disease. You have absolutely everything within you to inspire and help somebody else and to lift someone up. And I hope this lifts you up. Thanks. Later.